Welcome, ladies, to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. My name is Dr. Dawn Andalone. I am a women's health physical therapist, author, educator, and co-owner of Level 4 PT and Wellness. And this podcast is informative but lighthearted, and we discuss all things women's health in order for you to lead an active and vibrant lifestyle. So cheers, and let's get started. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Women's Health Happy Hour. I have a very special guest today, and I'm excited to do an interview because I've been doing some solo episodes, and now that we have a whole string of new interviews coming up in the fall, we're going to kick this off with Dr. Rena Singh. She is a naturopathic doctor, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her specialties, and she's from Zama Wellness. She was in the San Diego area, and now she's actually in Texas, which is very cool because she can do see and help a lot of people virtually. So, Dr. Rena Singh, let's say cheers. Let's clink our glasses. <laughs> clink, clink. Thanks so much for having me. Friday date over Zoom. And I appreciate you coming on. I want the audience to know how you definitely specialize in the women's health and fertility. And we're going to talk about some natural ways to boost fertility. So tell everyone a little bit about how you got started in um, specializing in that and how you got started as a naturopathic doctor. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to. So I am a naturopathic doctor, like you said, like you mentioned, and I specialize in women's health and, and now fertility, especially and what led me into naturopathic medicine is actually my own health journey. So when I was 19, when my first year of college, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an inflammatory bowel disease. And uh, through many twists and turns of that journey, I was, you know, put through the traditional medical model and was told that I would have to stay on medications the rest of my life and that having children may not be a possibility for me because of my inflammatory, you know, bowel disease that was quite, quite severe at the time. And so it was quite concerning. And of course I, you know, did everything they told me to, but then there was just many years of a kind of a roller coaster ride of medications and side effects and just not really feeling very good. And luckily I was led down the path to natural medicine and, and consulted with a natural medicine doctor who introduced me to a whole new world. And through that process, I was able to actually reverse that disease process and eventually, you know, heal myself and went on to have two healthy kids in my late thirties and, um, and became so passionate about wanting to help other women just feel empowered that they could take back control of their, of their health, their hormones, fertility, if, if that's their need. And so that's, that's where I am today. And so I just love helping women, uh, wherever they are in their journey. Cause as women mm -hmm. we're kind of defined by our hormones, yeah. whether it's really early on during the first kind of transition into puberty, and then the next major transition into fertility, and then of course the last major transition into perimenopause and menopause. And so just helping women navigate all those three 
major transitions and, and help them do it in the most optimal, healthy way possible. Yeah. And it, it is so helpful when you've had a personal experience and you can be even more passionate about it because you're speaking from your struggles and you want to help other people. So that, that's awesome. Um, when a client comes to see you, can you talk a little bit about like a story of somebody that was struggling with something and how you were able to help them? Yes. So one of my most favorite stories is about a young woman. Her name is, um, well, not her real name, but (laughs) (laughs) Hope, we will call her Hope. That's the name she used in in, uh, her testimonial. So I'll stick with that. But she came to me when she was 38 years old. She had been trying to get pregnant for 13 years. And by the time we had met, she had already had 11 failed IVF cycles and two failed IUI cycles. And she was just at the point of just sheer desperation, frustration, just as you can imagine, just depleted emotionally, physically, financially. It was just quite the journey. And so she found me online and she was in a completely different state, East Coast, and um, reached out to me and we talked briefly and I said, you know, well, have you been thoroughly assessed? Like what, what's going on with your gut? What's going on with your thyroid? Is there any inflammation? And she's like, I don't know. They just keep telling me to that, you know, I I better prep for the next IVF cycle because that's my only option. That's my only choice. Mm -hmm. And so for 13 years, that's all they had pretty much been telling her. And so, uh, that's what she had done, but you know, something just hit her eventually. And she was like, this isn't working. So this doesn't make any sense. And we started working together. And what came out of her initial blood work analysis that she had done with me is that she had significant inflammation, GI issues, absorption, malabsorption issues. She had an autoimmune condition, a very common autoimmune condition towards the thyroid Hashimoto's and which had never been addressed. Uh, and so all of these factors were at play, but no one in the medical world, the fertility, traditional kind of fertility world was even thought that that was important to address. And so, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And so after talking with her and just really understanding her health history. And then now seeing what was going on in her blood work and identifying these specific areas of imbalance and deficiencies that her poor body was struggling with. We took the time to address all of that for her. And she spent about 10 or 11 months just cleaning things up, healing, strengthening her entire foundation. And then we, we kind of ran up against a wall because she was now, you know, uh, past 39 and insurance was like, listen, you know, we're not going to cover anything past 40. So you got to get going. So I was like, Oh my goodness. Okay. You know, things were, had progressed a good amount of way, but I wasn't sure <laughs> if, if it was everything, but we we're like, all right, let's, let's go for it. And she started her very last IVF cycle. And by the way, they had told her that having her own, using her own eggs was not even an option, that she was going to have to use an egg donor. And so this was crushing, but she was like, okay. But with this last IVF IVF cycle, she's like, nope, I want to try for my own. 
and she did and they found they had one beautiful embryo um, that came out of that cycle and implanted and she went on to have a beautiful healthy baby oh that's such a great story and it's like all the other things that play into it that oh they're just looking at quick fix like okay this is the only option for you so talk about how you see that with thyroid issues or gut issues, um, vitamin deficiencies, other things that play into having fertility problems and what are some of the most common? So absolutely. So when a woman comes to me and she's been struggling with fertility or she just wants to optimize for conception, uh, really the first place I start is I never start with hormones because it doesn't, in my mind, it just doesn't make sense to start with the hormones because that's kind of what the traditional medical world is going to do. They're going to try to manipulate hormones to get the body in a place where it thinks it's ready for conception and baby, but it's really not because we, what we need to do is take a step back and see what's going on in her foundation and her soil. And what I mean by that is, is her soil is her gut, her thyroid, blood sugar balance, adrenal status, you know, stress levels, things like that. So that's where I go. I say, okay, we're going to take a couple of steps backward and see what's going on in your foundation. What, what is going on there that is potentially a roadblock and that could be holding your body back from being able to conceive. And so the first place that I start after getting a thorough history, just understanding symptoms, of course, is then getting the objective data, which is why I always do what's called a blood work analysis for someone, which is where I take their blood work that they have had done, and then I analyze it from a naturopathic functional medicine perspective, which allows me to really hone in and see which areas, what systems may be out of balance or deficient, because I look at certain markers together and I look at them compared to optimal ranges versus the standard lab ranges that come on the report. And so the most common imbalance and deficiency that I see repeatedly is gut issues. So not absorbing uh, the nutrients that they're taking in, not, not breaking down, assimilating, absorbing the food. And so mm -hmm. if that's an issue, then we can kind of imagine that all those, you could be eating the most pristine diet in the world, but if those nutrients aren't getting broken down and utilized and getting to all the cells in the body, then that egg quality is going to be affected. The, the ovaries, the ovarian health, the environment that those follicles or eggs are living in are going to be impacted. And so it's so important to always start with the gut. And uh, what a lot of women don't realize is that women who are diagnosed or have symptoms of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, are at an increased risk for <clears throat> uh, increased risk for miscarriage and just a much harder time conceiving. Mm -hmm. And so it just makes sense to address the gut first and see what's going on and strengthen that system if needed. And like I said, I would say nine out of 10 times, maybe more. <laughs> Uh, there, there is some level of gut issues, gut malabsorption, digestive issues at play whenever there's a woman who comes to me with hormonal imbalance or fertility issues. 
And so that's where I always start. And, and then it's, it's, everything feeds from there. So mm -hmm. the gut and the adrenals are best friends. I always say they're best friends. So if one goes down, it's going to take the other one down with it. So if there's gut issues, then there's going to be adrenal health issues. Mm -hmm. If there's large amounts of stress going on in the body, high levels of cortisol, that's going to pull on the gut. And so that's a common interplay that I see a lot. And then both of those things, the gut and the adrenals feed and nourish the thyroid gland. Mm. along with the liver and the kidneys and, and the other and the other organs. But so I always say that uh, so thyroid is huge. If there are thyroid issues, there's going to be potentially lots of different issues. But I always say that the thyroid is also just a victim gland. It's, it's a victim of imbalances in the gut and the liver and the adrenals, blood sugar imbalances, inflammation. And so a lot of times women will come to me and they're on thyroid medication, but they don't feel any different. <laughs> they feel like just as crappy, but, and it's because again, their foundation, these foundational systems haven't been addressed. And so it's taking a step back, addressing the root cause. So my, my kind of message is always address the root cause, fix the foundation, and then everything just kind of builds up from there. Yeah. That's huge. And that's what we do is the physical therapy side, looking at the physical foundation. So your back pain might not be coming from your back, but you have to find out more about the person and really dig in a little bit deeper too. Absolutely. hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. Are these issues usually found in a blood test or what do you do first to screen them? I first do a blood work, just, mm -hmm. just basic blood work, because we can get so much information from basic blood work, just by looking at it a little bit differently, by just using, comparing the results to optimal versus the standard lab range, and then looking at certain markers together that mm -hmm. can provide so much information. And I'm, I'm, a, my philosophy is, you know, just let's keep it simple. So instead of sending women off for these really pricey, expensive functional medicine tests up front. Let's just start with blood work, start with the symptoms and blood work. And that can usually 95% of the time provides me with enough information to get them started on a custom plan. And, and that's typically all we need. There's sure there's a few cases that we need additional functional medicine testing to get further information, but not the majority of the time. Well, uh, so with some of the people you see, um, are there certain vitamin deficiencies or things that they can get better from their diet that you see as a trend? Yeah, I would say the most common nutrient deficiency that pops up a lot is uh, zinc. Mm -hmm. so zinc is a mineral that the body uses for over like 300 different metabolic pathways. And it's used for you know blood sugar regulation, skin health, hormonal balance. And so it's a really important mineral. And because our soil has just been so depleted over the years, there's just not the same levels of zinc that there once was. And then the second part of that is just the absorption of it. And then we just need so much of it. So our, our requirements are not met. We're not absorbing as much as, as well as we should be. And then the soils are just so depleted. So zinc is a, is a big one. And uh, I would say, I would say vitamin C, which a lot of people don't really think about because it's just like simple vitamin C, 
Mm-hmm. But so many women who are struggling with fertility or hormonal balances, there's a lot of stress going on and stress plays a huge role with hormonal balance. And when the body's dealing with a lot of stress and increased levels of cortisol, the adrenals are burning through high amounts of vitamin C. And so they, it needs to be replenished. And as humans, we don't make our own vitamin C. You know, we're one of the, <laughs> one of the few species that have to uh, take in, we have to, we have to get vitamin C from, from an um, external source. And so it's really important to ensure that vitamin C levels are where they need to be for adrenal health and also for iron absorption. It helps mm-hmm. our iron to get absorbed and assimilated properly. So I'd say those two are really common. And of course, uh, B vitamins in general for the kind of the same re- similar reasons and uh, magnesium and vitamin D, but also mm-hmm. I'd say come up as well for me that I, that I would, that I see a lot that I have to um, supplement with. And what do you see as a timeline for someone maybe that has been struggling with having miscarriages or struggling getting pregnant and you start making these changes? Do you usually say, because a lot of them want to know, okay, how long is this going to take? <laughs> yes, so, exactly. And a lot of them are like, they want to be pregnant yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to be patient. And that also will be stressful. But do you give them like, okay, give me six months? Or what do you, what do you usually see as a timeline? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. And it's there's not an easy answer to that because it will depend on to what extent needs to be, what needs to be worked on in that particular woman's body. So the more, the more imbalances, the more inflammation, the more things that need to be addressed, the longer the timeline, of course. But I will say as a general timeline, what we can use as a guideline is three months. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that this is how I always like to explain it. Let's say you were going to ovulate tomorrow that egg that you're going to ovulate tomorrow that could potentially become your baby started on its journey three months ago. It's Mm -hmm. it's active journey and kind of coming out of its dormant sleep state into its now active growth development phase. And so this last final phase is around three months. Mm -hmm. And so we have a huge opportunity to influence and impact the quality of those follicles, the quality of those eggs in the ovaries that could, you know, could be ovulated and become your baby. And so that's why it's, it's so important to see what's going on and clean up that environment, the, the environment in the ovaries, which can be a reflection of, you know, general health, what's going on in the body itself. And so that's why if there are nutrient deficiencies, if there is any inflammation, uh, or blood sugar imbalances or, or anything like that, that could impact that environment. That's the place to start. And so mm. that's why I always say, okay, just at least have three months in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you see anything else that's like a new cutting edge thing to help women with fertility issues? I mean, maybe in the traditional medical route, there's IVF, there's, you know, some of the things that you hear from women and they're like, oh, you know, I need, I need more help, but they recommended something new to try. That's not necessarily IVF. Um, are, are they doing different hormone supplements? Are they doing, 
recommending other things that. So it's, it's interesting because what I have noticed is that, and because I have women in all, all many parts of the country, Mm -hmm. it's different depending on where they live because it, some areas are kind of more aggressive and are willing to try new things and, and change things up quickly. And other centers from what I hear are not like they're kind of set in their ways and they're going to keep trying the same kind of regimen longer before considering other, other changes. I will say from my perspective, one thing that I have noticed that a lot more women are getting done is this uh, kind of this mock cycle. And that's just a cycle where they kind of go through the motions and evaluate the health of the lining and see if everything is, how everything is functioning prior to implantation, which I think is really helpful and beneficial for women. Mm -hmm. So if, because if they provide me with information that comes out of that mock cycle, then we can do things on our end to, to help support that. That would be, that would be one for sure that I, that I find to be helpful. And then, uh, women with PCOS, it, they actually, there are certain medications that might be better suited for them because of their PCOS and things like that. So it, it also depends on what else is going on mm-hmm. to, de- to help them determine why, what might be the best path for them in the fertility world, if they need to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so intriguing what you do because nutrition, it all starts with what you're giving your body and how you're treating it. (laughs) And then going from there in the foundation. Absolutely. Yes. And I would like to add that I also feel like, you know, the diet and the supplements and herbs are so important, huge, but just as important, equally as important is just mindset, thought patterns, what kind of the energy we're putting out there, I feel like that plays a huge role as well. So when women come to me and, and of course it's, there's just an inherent amount of stress along with this process when women have been trying for a while and, and not successful at pregnancy, of, of course they're stressed mm-hmm. and the way they manage that stress, the way they deal with it is everything. Mm-hmm. And so just helping women to, to, have more tools to deal with it is really important as well as what I found. And so breathing, exercising, grounding, exercising, just some, something else that can help them release and help the body shift from that sympathetic or stress state back into that calm or parasympathetic state is everything. And I, Mm -hmm. and I know what you do is hugely a part of that as well, because that's so key. Yeah. And just the physical effects, what happens when your body is off and your brain is not in the right mindset either. Well, how do you take care of your own self? I always ask this question to the people I interview and I hear different answers all the time, whether it has to do with like a morning routine you follow or something you have to do on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy. What are like two or three things that you do? So number one, I would say is, is regular exercise that Mm -hmm. just helps me feel better in general, just movement, any kind of movement. (laughs) And then number two would be alternate nostril breathing for me. I find that when I do my alternate nostril breathing regularly, 
I am just in a much more <laughs> calm state. I'm able to deal with just the daily stressors in a, in a much more healthy manner. <laughs> and it makes you just slow down and concentrate on slowing your body down and breathing. So yeah, there's so many different types of breathing exercises and that's underrated how much it can help you. Yes, exactly. I know it's so true. We just, we completely underrate breathing. We take it for granted, which is nice, <laughs> but on the one hand, we also need to, to, I guess, take more advantage of, of, of how we can make it even better to support us. So, yeah. Well, anything else you want our audience to know, we have women that listen to this podcast thirties and forties that may be dealing with some fertility issues. And I think this episode's helpful really for any woman to listen to, not necessarily for fertility, but the importance of how your um, profession can help a lot of women too, just with balancing hormones. And they're told something different when they go through the traditional system, but looking at nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, all of that plays together. But anything else you want women to know or would like covered? I would just say, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. If you feel like what you're being advised to do doesn't sit well with you and that there is something else out there, there probably is. Mm -hmm. And so don't give up, take, take that control of your, of your health and your hormones, because it's only, it's, it's only, you know, your body and mm -hmm. there's, there's absolutely no limit to the potential that your body has to regain balance and health and optimal hormonal balance for, for just health in general or for fertility. So mm -hmm. uh, hormonal balance and ovulation is not just for fertility. Every woman should strive <laughs> to try to have really healthy cycles and, and cycles that ovulate and uh, cycles that, you know, you're not feeling miserable if, if you are that's a sign that things are out of balance. And so don't wait until you're trying to get pregnant. If you do have signs or symptoms that things may be off, just try, you know, find someone like myself or like Dawn and, you know, really investigate and dig deeper mm -hmm. because there's so much you can do. And, uh, and yeah, just feel empowered. I, I just want yeah. women to feel empowered <laughs> that there, that they, there is much more that they can do if they feel like they're not being given the, the answers that they want to hear. Keep mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. Be your own advocate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, where can people find you if they want to go to your website or connect with you on social media? Um, we'll link to those, but can you let people know how to find you? Yes. So my website is www.zamawellness.com mm -hmm. and my Instagram handle is at fertility doctor and I have a Facebook group as well Zama wellness and so those are great places to find me and, and reach out to me perfect well thank you so much Dr. Raina I love chatting with you and this was very interesting so I hope you all enjoyed it and thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more of our podcast, go back and listen to some other episodes. We have a lot of very unique guests and they all give their knowledge and expertise and this was very helpful. So thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. If you are a woman who wants to discover how to finally end back pain and stiffness without taking painkillers, without risking unnecessary surgery, or without having to see the doctor over and over, then you need to hop on over to level4pt.com backslash back dash pain. And from there, you can download our free guide with the nine quick and easy ways to end back pain and stiffness without painkiller surgery or having to see the doctor. So go on over there and it'll be sent directly to your email once you download this free guide. And we can't wait to help you. Have a great day and thanks for listening. The information given on this podcast is not intended to apply to every individual's potential injury. It is impossible to give 100% complete accurate diagnosis and prognosis without a thorough physical examination. The information provided is not meant as a substitute for your own professional advice from a healthcare provider or other medical professional. Under no circumstances will Level 4 Physical Therapy and Performance Incorporated or any of our other professionals be liable for any damage caused by reliance on the information that we make available on this podcast.